0: hey 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 diet writers brooke and Alyssa here your favorite intuitive eating dietitians
1: we just wanted to pop in and let you know that the doors to our membership are officially open
0: Yep, we're excited to announce this to you to let you know that right now, yep, right now, you can join the community of women inside our membership who are already working together to find food freedom and ride against food rules. You can
1: go from feeling uncomfortable in your body, uncertain around foods, and unclear on how to actually implement intuitive eating into your life, to a place where you're taking weekly steps to feeling free in your body and around food. You'll get access to two dietitians and a group of badass women cheering you on along the way.
0: Weekly prompts, mini courses, recipes, and live Q&A calls and more will help you get sustainable, long-lasting results without dieting.
1: We know working with a dietitian one-to-one is super important, but it can also be very expensive. So we created this monthly membership to be a more affordable way to give you access to two dietitians in a supportive and encouraging environment.
0: If you're interested in joining, click the link in the show notes below or go to dietriders.com and click membership info. You'll learn more and to sign up and hurry doors won't be open long. And we only open them a few times a year since we want to keep this community tight knit and make sure we can answer all your questions.
1: We can't wait to hang out with you inside the membership and help you along the way. All right, now back to the show. (laughs) Hey, 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 Diet Riders. Welcome back to the Diet Riot
0: Podcast. I'm Brooke Miller. And I'm Alyssa Miller. We're both dietitians. Both moms. Both live in Denver. Both from the Midwest and love cheese. Love cheese. <laughs> Got to sneak that in there so everybody knows that we love that cheese. Yeah, we do. The
1: Packers yeah. just won, so I'm all oh, pumped up. It. My cheese heads.
0: <laughs> oh. Oh, damn it. I am not a cheese head, but I do like cheese. Oh yeah, I do. What if I just did the whole podcast in this uh, Midwestern accent theory? Eh? Don't don't you know? don't you know? <laughs> um, I have not been following the NFL at all, mostly because I forgot it started because it doesn't feel like <laughs> fall to me. It no. literally feels like um, it should still be the end of spring. Right? That's where I'm at right now. I know. Life.
1: life is so weird. We're <laughs> right both, now we're
0: still quarantined. Life is so weird. And it's just like it's going so fast, right? Like we were talking yes. about how fast the last year has gone, even in quarantine. Cause I remember at the beginning of like this whole pandemic thing, I was like, Oh my God, my days are going so slow. Like, mm-hmm. holy shit, this day is never gonna end. And I have two small children in quarantine. Like it's a it's a thing. Okay. It's hard. It's freaking hard. But it yes. was like going so slow. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, it's fall. How the hell? It's crazy. Um, Oh, goodness gracious. Okay. So you guys, we have a special episode for you guys today. I don't know why I said that. It's it's always special when we're hanging out, right? Like every week, every Tuesday, it's a special episode. But today we're going to give you guys our biggest tips to how to be successful long-term intuitive eaters. Mm -hmm. I feel like we focus really heavily on that beginning stage and like how to get into intuitive eating and what is intuitive eating, and that's all important, and we have almost 100 episodes (laughs) all about it. But today, we want to give you guys some like tangible tips of what we recommend and what we see work for us and our clients and our members and what really works for long-term success as an intuitive eater. So, Brooke, do you Mm want to kick us off with your first tip or like go back and forth? I don't know. We never plan this stuff out, you guys.
1: Yeah, let's go back and forth. Okay. So I think my first big tip that I always tell everybody is read the book, Intuitive Eating, and read the book, Health at Every Size. I just think really understanding the book, the examples, understanding the research part of it, for me, that was so helpful because you can go on Instagram and, and see like, oh, this dietitian's telling me not to eat 1200 calories a day, but why? Like, I don't believe it. And that was so much for me too. Like, well, I don't really totally. believe it because everybody's yes. telling me to eat less and exercise more. But when, when you read the book and read the studies and the research, it's like, oh my gosh. This is crazy. This this is showing yep. that low calorie diets don't work and um, restriction doesn't work long term, and that ninety five percent of dieters will regain all of the weight back or more, and two thirds gain more weight back than when they started, and five percent that keep it off, most of them have have disordered eating, disordered tendencies, or an eating disorder. And so, once you're like facts, y'all, re- yeah, like once you really understand the research, I think it's easier to jump jump on board put your two feet in and like really go for it. But when you don't understand the research, it's scary. And I think a lot of us just like dip our toes in and then get out and then dip our toes back in and get out. But that's my first step is always like buy the book, buy the audiobook. book. Um, it's in the workbook too. Um, they have an intuitive eating workbook. I would highly recommend. Um, I just think it's such a great starting point. And then when you understand the research, then you can go and dig into your struggles and triggers from there
0: oh my gosh, I love that tip so much. And I'm kind of embarrassed that that didn't make it on my list. (laughs) Ah, That's okay. I figured some of ours were to overlap, but I'm like, oh yeah, duh, read the book. Like, hey, let's start there. But, and here's what I will piggyback onto that is read the book and then read it again and then read it again. And I actually have the audio (laughs) version. And listen, I'm not saying it's a showstopper, okay? It's not like wildly entertaining to listen to it, but it's such good information and it's, It's truly something that I think we can all go back to. And, okay, I'm going to make a Christian reference here. I know not all of our listeners are Christian, but it's like reading the Bible. Like I can read the Bible Mm -hmm. and be like like a chapter of it or whatever and be like, okay, I understand that. And then like a Mm -hmm. year later, my circumstances change and my life changes or whatever. And I read the same chapter again and something totally different sticks out to me and I learn something new. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how intuitive eating the book is as well, is like, Oh shoot! This I totally skipped over this point, or, or rather than even skipping over it, I think the truth of it is, is oh I wasn't, I wasn't far enough in, along in my journey to really take hold of this, right? Like, mm-hmm. I, there's yes. only so much capacity we have. We can't read the book and become intuitive eaters the next day, right? It takes time. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more so this mindset of like, okay, I wasn't at a healthy enough point to understand this or really put it into motion or into action in my life. But now after I've been intuitive eater for a year, I can come back to it and okay, now I can truly let go of this part of it. Mm -hmm. And I find that with like weight loss for people, like that's why we always say put weight loss on the back burner. We're not saying, Hey, totally scratch it out of your life and never look at it and never think about it because that's unrealistic. But that's something that like just to get started intuitive eating, you just need to say, okay, I'm not going to focus on it. I'm not saying goodbye to it. I'm not letting go of it. I'm not letting go of all the things, but I'm just gonna put it to the side. And then later, it's something that you can work on later of saying, like, okay, now I can mourn the idea of ever having my perfect body that I've always envisioned I could get, right? Mm -hmm. So, oh, that's such a good one. Okay. My first one, and it kind of goes along with it, actually, is protect your mind. Like, protect your mindset. Really force like a force field shield. And we've talked about this in other episodes of diet culture bullshit, okay? Like, Mm -hmm. don't let that shit into your sphere, into your space. Like, protect what you consume, protect what you read, protect how you think about certain situations. And sometimes you need to take two steps back to really look at things objectively and decide if it's adding value to your life or not. Like, people on social media, we talk about this all the time, who are you following Mm -hmm. Whose content are you constantly getting information from? Maybe it's someone that's not even related to the health and wellness field. Let's say it's a business coach or a, you know, uh, Brooke and I follow this like amazing budgeting person. And Mm -hmm. maybe they don't even talk about health and wellness, but just looking at their body or what they're eating or how they're portraying themselves on social media makes you feel bad about yourself. Unfollow, you know? Mm -hmm. So social media feed for sure, but that goes with any media that you're consuming or people that you're letting into your life. I'm not saying excommunicate your sister, okay? (laughs) But be mindful and protect your mind against diet culture bullshit that might be feeding its way in. And this is a constant practice that I still need to do myself when I let things get in and go, wait, why am I believing that? Or why am I thinking that? Or why is that making me feel bad? I can just not read it, or I can just not look at it, or I can mute their account. Um, I can even have like some mantras focused, you know, to refocus myself. So really protect your mindset long-term and evaluate what you're letting in.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. I think like setting expectations too, is really important right away. So just setting expectations, um, you know, and, and encouraging like the small wins. I think that's what we really like to do inside the membership is like, yeah, you didn't lose 30 pounds, like your coworker who's getting all this praise and attention for their weight loss, which they may end up gaining all of it back. And now, you know, then now they're dealing with that. Um, but I think like, it's okay to celebrate the small wins and set your expectations. Like you're not going to become an intuitive eater in a day or a week or a month yep. and setting your expectations with this is a journey, not a sprint. Like our post, um, Alyssa and I just did a long hi- or a hike with kids. I mean, we went yes. at a slower pace than we wanted to go, <laughs> but like, we still got there. We still got the views and summited. And it's, it's just like the journey is going to take longer. So set your expectations of this is a journey, not a sprint. I'm in this for the long haul. I'm not in this for a quick fix. And that's what diets promise us. And that is what we want. We crave, especially as Americans, like we crave a quick fix. We crave the instant gratification. And I think we have to set our expectation of intuitive eating is none of those things. It is a journey. It's going to get easier with time. It gets so much better with time, but like, you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to look back in a week and be like, Oh my God, I'm an intuitive eater. My life's changed. Thanks. I'm good. I'm good for the rest of my life. Bye. It's like, no, these are, these food rules and thoughts are going to still keep creeping in. It just gets easier to manage over time. So set your expectations of this is the journey, not a sprint. Um, and it will get easier over time
0: ugh i love that so much and it actually feeds into my next one so that's awesome um guys we never like script out our podcast I- i'm sure <laughs> I'm sure none of you are sitting at home being like, well, they're so polished and practice. No, this is <laughs> We're just not like never. chatting. It's our favorite. Just like a candid conversation between two di- two dietitians, what we started yes. almost 100 episodes ago, girl. Like uh-huh. I need to, I we know. need to figure out what we do for our 100th episode. Anyways. Yes. OK. Party. So my next. Yeah. Party. Yeah, exactly. What are Champagne. we going to do to celebrate? Champagne. <laughs> um, OK. So my next tip. And this is something personally I have struggled with. So I'm going to put it out there for people that are like me, type A, um, type 8 or whatever on the Enneagram, list mm-hmm. person. Like, I am an all or nothing person, OK? Like, yeah. I feel... Feel defeated if I can't be perfect, okay? And I've never actually achieved perfectionism, so let me know if you have. But <laughs> it is such a lie to believe that we can eat perfectly. It's such a lie to believe we can work out perfectly. It's such a lie to believe that we can sleep perfectly and have all the things. I mean, if you were to add up all the things that culture tells us we need to be doing perfectly, it there's not enough hours in the day. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> there's literally not enough hours in the day to be an excellent mom, homeschool our kids make all of our lunches, make all of our food from scratch, work out, get enough sleep, like all the things in the world we literally don't have time to do. But okay. So I'm an all or nothing personality. So I was very driven by like the scale. I love tracking my food. I never was on a like named diet. We've talked about this before, but I was constantly filtering what I was eating in the form of calorie counting or tracking it at least and really paying attention to those like numbers. I loved Numbers, I was able to like, mm-hmm. it felt like I had some sense of control over them. It felt like um, it, it just felt like I was taking control of my life and I was in charge. Right. When really taking a step back now, I've realized, oh, no, those numbers were controlling me. It was controlling right. my thoughts. It was controlling my behavior, all these things. So what I want to say is let go of that all or nothing mentality and identify it when it starts creeping back in and push it back out and remind yourself that you deserve and you are worthy of grace upon grace upon grace upon grace every single day because that's life. Life is messy. Life is not perfect. Life does not like abide by rules of numbers. It is different every day and that's the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard for me to let go of that all or nothing mentality. I've talked about it a lot in our episodes about like working out. If mm-hmm. it's not 2 hours or mm-hmm. I'm not sweating or you know, I don't like sprint or run the whole time I go on a run. I'm not a runner. Like nonsense like that, that's creeped into my head. So I think that's a really big one that I struggle with. And I think I always will in some capacity, but like Brooke said, it does get easier um, to have this all all or nothing mentality. And rather than having that, focusing on, okay, what can I do right now that'll feel good and focusing more on how my body feels in the moment rather than the outcome or the number or the measurable (laughs) ability of whatever I'm doing. So really focusing on giving myself grace. Letting myself go through the motions of intuitive eating, knowing that there's going to be days that according to diet culture, I quote unquote fail and that other days it's going to look quote unquote perfect. And knowing that that's not actually the goal. The goal is the ups and downs, the day by day and learning from every eating opportunity and getting curious rather than um, judgmental about myself or others, honestly. Yeah,
1: that's good. I, um, my next one is to identify your why. And so that's actually yeah. like one of the principles that we talked about with our little riot. Um, but I think identifying Wait, your explain why. that really
0: quick, our little riot. So
1: yes, yes. Explain okay.
0: those really quickly for people who don't know.
1: Okay. So we have, you know, we're diet riot, diet rioters. So riot is for respect to your body. I is identify your why. O is object to food rules and T is to trust all foods. And so I think identifying your why is so important. So why, and it's a, it's a big why, this is a long question, but like, why do you have these food rules? Was it something in your childhood? Why do you want to find food freedom? Is it for you? Is part of the benefits for your kids? You want to heal your relationship with food and body so that you're creating a positive cycle in your home for generations to come and breaking diet culture. Like, why is such a big question to unpack here and it's going to take a lot of time to do so but i think it is important to know your why just like if you start any health journey if you go see a doctor or like see a diet even a weight loss dietitian they're gonna say like what do you want where do you see yourself in six months and why um so it doesn't really matter like what your health goal is it is important to know why am i doing this because if you don't know your why you're not going to continue going just like for alyssa and i why do we do this podcast? We help women. We get to give women a free resource. Yeah, it's fun for us. We love to talk. We love having guests on. But like we are learning and growing so much from this podcast, just like um, every time we bring a guest on, like we learn something new from them. And it's not only benefiting us, but it's benefiting our listeners. And we love providing free content for you. And so that's our why. And, and getting the messages from women saying like, this podcast is changing my life that keeps us going. That's our why. Just one message like that a year, that will keep us going for another year. And so if you have no idea why you want to start intuitive eating, it's going to be really, really hard to stick with it. You have to know why you're doing this, who it's for. First and foremost, it should always be for you. But absolutely, this is going to benefit your kids. If you're a mom or you want to be a mom someday, breaking this cycle now it is it's going to help your kids and your future grandkids and like it's going to keep going your spouse your friends your parents like it's it's going to expand out into your friends and family which is so important but you have to dig deep at why have you had these food rules what are your triggers and why why do I need to keep going and why why do I need to do this journey now and so everybody's answer is going to be different and that's fine but you need to ask that question for yourself
0: I love that um my uh my next tip is how we treat ourselves. Um, I think what I see commonly online is we typically, now, of course, there's jerks on the internet, right? Especially, <laughs> <Of course>. but <laughs> inside these like mom communities that I'm a part of and that I lead, like, especially over on my mom and Me RD um, Instagram, is People are so kind to me. Like if I throw up a poll and I say, hey, I have some free time, the kids are sleeping, what should I do? And I put like clean or work, and then I put take a nap. They're always like, take a nap, girl, relax, rest, take the day off, go to the spa. Like they are so kind and comforting and like, girl, you need self-care. And we're preaching that so much to each other and then to ourselves, we're so, so harsh. Mm -hmm. So a mindset that I've tried to adopt is, The whole idea of what would I tell my best friend? What Mm -hmm. would I tell Brooke? If Brooke came to me and she was feeling stressed or she was feeling anxious about something she just ate or she didn't, you know, doesn't feel good in her body or she feels whatever, like the pressure of life how would mm-hmm. I treat her? What would I say to her? Absolutely, I'm going to tell Brooke to rest. Absolutely, I'm going to tell mm-hmm. her she gets to have a drink or take the night off or whatever it is. Buy her a coffee. Like, Brooke, one day, I was so stressed about work. She bought me. She sent me a Venmo and said, go buy yourself a coffee. And it was mm-hmm. the sweetest freaking thing. It was just so kind. Thank you, Brooke, by the way. I already, I've already thanked her, but <laughs> I just want everyone to know it was so kind. But it's like the way you treat your friends – the way you treat other people in your life, when you have a good relationship with for them and you want good things for them, you're so kind to them and you're so, you give them so much grace and empathy and you promote self-care. And yet when it comes to ourselves, we're so freaking harsh. So I think adapting a mentality of what would I tell a friend? Mm-hmm. What would I tell my sister? What would I tell someone who I love? And then... Reflect that onto yourself because really, that's how you end up loving yourself. You don't just beat yourself into loving yourself or shame yourself into loving yourself. And no one on the internet just says, "Hey, love yourself," and then you're like, "Okay, great, I'll just start loving myself." You you show up in action, right? Like Brooke knows I love her because I try to take care of her and I, I speak life into her and hopefully. And so it's like, how can you do that for yourself? And how can you show up? for yourself the way you would show up for a friend. Um, And that's a mentality I've been really trying to drive home myself because I can be really critical. I can be work, 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 or do this, show up for your kids, do that, don't take time for yourself, like super focused on other things. And I leave my, put myself last. And I think a lot of us struggle with that, especially moms out there too. And so I think it's just so important to remember that we're not last and we're important. And in order for us to feed into other people, we need to feed into ourselves first. And treat ourselves with kindness just like we would treat friends. So mm-hmm. I think that's an a really great mentality that I've put into myself especially recently. Um and I think that's that's really helped me make some decisions um around my life around food or my body or anything like that.
1: Yeah. Well, let me just throw it back to Alyssa. So I um, <laughs> I had a really hard few, a really hard week a few weeks ago just um, some personal issues and uh, a loss in my life. And Alyssa showed up with Cheetos and cake right, Cheetos. and flowers. <laughs>
0: so let's just say um, it goes both ways. But um, best friends on the podcast and off, you guys.
1: Yes, it's true. <laughs> we love each other. Um, find a friend, man. Find a friend who gets you and who will bring you coffee and dessert when you need yes. it, you know? Um, but yeah, the one I'm going to kind of end with um, on my end is just trusting all foods is a process and i know we diet culture just teaches us like there's good foods and bad foods and healthy and unhealthy and a lot of times we just take it as oh i eat a bad food i'm bad and so uncoupling that is is hard and it's it's definitely it's doable like some people look at pizza for instance and say Mm -hmm. oh my gosh it's so bad for me and then you start to challenge that thought and you can do this i've done this with clients like well, why do you think pizza's bad? And then they say, oh, well, you know, i just learned that pizza's bad for you. And I'm like, well, but why? Because the crust has whole grains and the sauce Mm -hmm. has tomatoes and there's vegetables on there and you can put meat on there for protein. And actually you can make a a pizza, um, quite a bit of a balanced meal. Like you can make it a very balanced meal. And for me, I don't see pizza as bad anymore. I don't feel guilty when I eat pizza anymore, but that's been a process. I mean, this has been seven, seven years in the making, like seven years ago, I would have told you pizza's bad. I feel bad for eating it. I feel like I'm going to get fat. And that was me. That was me. And so just knowing like it takes time, but you can get to the point where you trust all foods. And I think a big part of that is really digging deep and challenging those thoughts. So when you feel a thought come up, you challenge that you sit down and say, why do I think that where is this coming from and challenge it? But wait, Pizza has, veg- you know, you can put vegetables on it. Vegetables are g- good for us. And fiber, like it's giving me fiber and it's giving me all of these nutrients that I need. And so you can pretty much challenge any thought, but uh, so many times we just let let these negative thoughts come into our mind and we just, it keeps beating us down and beating us down. And we don't even think to challenge it. And um, We don't think to challenge diet culture and just know like you can, you can be stronger than diet culture and it, it's hard. And I think the biggest way to do that is community. Talk to somebody, talk to a friend, talk to a family about your journey, your intuitive eating journey. And the more people you get on board in your life, the easier it it becomes. And so I'll like lead that into you and your next, um, your next topic.
0: Yeah, I think, um, gosh, I just love that so much. And I think think that's so incredibly true. And I loved what you said about the pizza because we had that experience actually inside our membership where someone was talking about how they used to feel really guilty for eating granola. And I Mm -hmm. went on there and I was like, holy shit, girl, I thought granola was a health food. And I hated (laughs) it for so long because I was like, oh, this damn granola is so perfect and delicious and I should be eating it. And it turns out she thought of it as a bad food. And so it's like, it just goes to show its mindset. It's Mm -hmm. really truly mindset and the word healthy is so individualized and there, there is no true way to objectively say, this is healthy, this is not healthy. And the mm-hmm. foods that you think are quote unquote healthy and you quote unquote should be eating mm-hmm. are the ones that you're going to dread eating. And the ones, the foods that you view as bad are the foods you're going to crave and want. And I just, it was yeah. so clear to me that it's mindset, it's yeah. mindset, it's mindset. So mm-hmm. yeah. And I just, I just loved what you said. And we've kind of touched on this throughout every tip, but it's community. I think mm-hmm. the true key to the long-term success of intuitive eating and to really focus on it and be able to spot diet culture and say no to diets and focus on yourself and not get trapped in the world of diet culture and, and focusing on you know uh, aesthetics over the way that we feel is community. Having a place, having a group of people that support you, that understand you, that encourage Mm -hmm. you, that cheer you on, that lift you up when you're down, that make you feel heard and validated and still give you truth and Mm -hmm. speak life into you is a community. It's so, so important. And it's literally what happened to Brooke and I when we started this podcast. We're both intuitive eaters. We both were doing great on our journey, but it skyrocketed, you guys, when we started Mm -hmm. talking about it with each other. That's it. Me and Two people. Two people on just having that much community skyrocketed our success and how we felt confident in our intuitive eating. We learned from each other. We leaned on each other. We called each other out if we needed to. Like so much community. And that's actually a year into the podcast. That's when we realized, hey here's what we need to do. We need Mm -hmm. to create a community of women who are going to come together and truly lift each other up and be the one in the group to make each other feel heard and loved and understood and supported and encouraged Mm and educated. And so that's actually why we created our membership. And you guys heard the ad, the doors are open right now and not for long. (laughs) And so we really just want to encourage you, if you're an intuitive eater, if you are dipping your toes into intuitive eating if you're unsure reach out to us but if you're interested at all in becoming a diet rider member like we cannot recommend it enough
1: yeah well it's it's just so great like we've gotten so many messages recently like this membership is already changing my life and they've been in it for like 8 weeks you know and yes. it's it's insane to see the progress already and i know sometimes we can get so hard on ourselves like well, I'm two months in, and I'm not I'm not fully an intuitive eater yet, and it's like that's that's okay. You're making so much progress, and when we mm-hmm. um, we have a tab in our community, and it's called Weekly Wins, and it's like we can celebrate the smallest things because what's small to you, it's really it's really not that small. It's it's like these mm-hmm. small steps over time make such a difference, and so. And just seeing, I think the coolest thing for me has been seeing the encouragement from the other members in there. Yeah, is like one will say, I'm really struggling with this and, and, and they'll pop in and say, I I struggled with this recently too. This is what got me through. And like, just seeing that community and support from other people has been incredible because yeah, you get access to two registered dietitians at a very affordable price. So that's awesome. But like just getting, getting alongside people who are because Alyssa and I, we've been doing this longer. And so we're a little bit further ahead in our journey. We're not perfect, but being on this journey with other women too, who are just starting, like some women in our membership are like, I just heard about intuitive eating and I'm all in. And they are just learning about it. They're just reading the book for the first time. And we have some women in our membership who've been working with a dietitian one-to-one and then they join the membership. And that's great too. It's like, there's no wrong place to start, but when you just get in a community talking to other women, And that's why Weight Watchers feels like it works for some people because you get, you get with other women and Weight Watchers and you talk about the points and you talk about the calories and you talk about, well, I only did this many points. And then you celebrate like the weight loss. And that is why people cling to Weight Watchers. It's that community Mm -hmm. aspect and the community works. Listen, it works, but you want to be in community with women who have the same goal as you. They still want yeah. to improve their health. They still want to live longer. They still want to get more active because exercise is great for our overall health and wellness and mental health. But um, we're doing this together, and I think it's just—it's been so amazing to see the progress. I think we've been blown away, honestly. Like
0: totally, we, we didn't jumped, expect it. Yeah. We
1: just jumped into this that first launch, and we're like, "Let's see what happens." And like, it's seriously it's been incredible i love i love the messages we've been getting and um this is the last time we're opening doors in
0: 2020 so yep. that's crazy right <laughs> You guys, our members mean so much to us. We engage with them daily. We are in there. We are encouraging. We are cheering you on. We are you know, giving you the information you need. So we have got weekly prompts that you work on. We've got quarterly mini courses that are like mm-hmm. in-depth in the struggles that our members specifically are struggling with. We'll do an entire course on it to teach you how to overcome that specific struggle. So it's mm-hmm. very narrow and focused in on your actual real day-to-day life and how we can help. But then we also have live Q&As where you can just bring us our qu- your questions. Um, where we get to chat on a Zoom call and have fun. And it's so cool to see your guys' faces. And then obviously everyone's commenting on each other's stuff and supporting each other. And it's just a really cool environment. Oh, and recipes, you know, I don't know. You can check out the sales page. It'll be linked below for you to find out more. But it is really, truly incredible, the transformations that we've seen because Brooke and I have never lied to you guys. Intuitive eating takes time. This is not Mm -hmm. a one-month program and I'm done. 30 days and it's over. This is lifelong. And in order to be successful lifelong, you need that constant maintenance and support. Now, of course, you can do that for free on your own with a best friend. Of course you can. Mm -hmm. But inside our membership, it's exactly what Brooke said. We have the same goals. We're all focused on the same thing. It's got the education right there. You've got access to dietitians when something comes up. And you find a group of women who you know. You get to know mm-hmm. them. And that's really powerful. And we did not expect that. We didn't expect for our members to come to us and say, hey, your membership is great. But we would love a way to connect outside the membership. How can we find yes. each other and make our own love little like, support group and chat? That's so freaking cool when you have a community that wants mm-hmm. to get to know each other even more. So this is why we don't keep the doors open all the time. We want mm-hmm. to create a community that feels protected. And there's not people coming and going and <laughs> disrupting like the magic that's happening inside the membership. So um, yes, we only open doors for a short time each, like every few months or so. And this is the last time we're opening it for 2020. So if you want to get in, you want to make some real change and headway on your relationship with food and your body, especially before the holidays, we have an entire mini course, an entire um, section that we're focusing on how to handle the holidays with intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. And I know that's a pain point for a lot of people. So we have that going on inside the membership. We cannot wait. And and it just truly like, I we wouldn't record a podcast about this and talk about it if we didn't truly believe in it the way that we do. And just, I think it's really like what Brooke said, it's like, we didn't expect it. We just kind of were like, we think this will work because it worked for us and it feels really great to be able to talk about it and have yeah. a space for it. And it's been mind blowing to watch the transformations and just having a place for people to go long term to like... Oh, this huge life change just happened—like coronavirus, or I yes. got a new job, or you know, I um, got married. I moved in with my spouse, um, and now I'm not sure what to do with all this new food in the house, or how do I handle X, Y, or Z? How do I handle my clothes mm-hmm. not fitting? You know, all this kind of stuff. It's it's a great place to have that conversation in that community. And it's just really powerful. So if you guys want into the membership, we cannot recommend it enough. If you've ever thought about working with a dietitian or (laughs) figuring out something of how to heal your relationship with food faster than we did, (laughs) then join the membership now. The price will go up the next time we open the doors because we are continuously adding content in there. So get in now before 2020 is over um, and we close the doors for the rest of the year. So It's you'll never see the price this low again. And you're going to be surprised when you click on the link and see how affordable it is (laughs) because we give you so much content. And know that when you sign up, your price is locked in for good. So your price will never go up um, as long as you're a member. So definitely check that out. And I do want to mention the bonus too, right? Because if you're listening the day this drops, you have 48 hours. So until Wednesday night at midnight, If you sign up for a year of the membership, you get our course for free. So, our course is $99. It's the Quit Dieting, a Diet Writer's Guide to um, Intuitive Eating. It's like an awesome launching off point. (laughs) That's a good
1: place to start. Definitely. Oh, it's amazing. It's Mm -hmm. just like
0: a great overhaul of it and gives you some great resources and exercises to work on. It's a great place to start. And I think the members who have that as a resource to start off with are really like ahead of the game, right? Like they're starting at a place that other people quite aren't there yet, they'll get there, of course. Yeah. But it's just amazing to have that free course. So 99 bucks in your pocket, you guys. So Mm -hmm. it's a good deal. I love deals. Alyssa and I love deals, man. (laughs) We're from the Midwest, you guys. We (laughs) We can't not tell you guys about deals. We love coupons. (laughs) Yeah. Coupons. Um, yeah, you guys click the link in the show notes below. We will link it all up for you and make sure that you have access and we cannot wait to see you guys inside the membership. And we hope this episode was really helpful for you in any which way that you, um, that you find it. So. Sounds
1: good. Oh, we can't wait to see you all inside the membership. So excited. I love meeting new people. This is so fun. The extroverted (laughs) extroverted. me loves us. Yes, exactly.
0: (laughs) It was such a great idea for a membership because we're so extroverted. More opportunities to hang out with people. All right, you guys, uh, we will see you next week with a brand new episode. See you later. Bye. See you later. Bye.